Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Thank you for that warm welcome. It's always a great honor and privilege to stand behind uh, the Prescott pulpit and uh, address a group of men. Uh, It's one of my favorite uh, tasks It's actually joy unspeakable to be able to uh, speak to men and hopefully uh, make some kind of deposit, some kind of an impact that um, actually helps your life. I was thinking about uh, what an incredible uh, heritage you and I have been given in our fellowship and the the vision uh, that is absolutely priceless that uh, out of Prescott, God found a, an obedient man. Uh, if you're looking for your Bible uh, uh, text, Genesis 24, but God found Pastor Mitchell in 1970 and was able to unfold uh, a vision. And as that vision involved a biblical pattern of discipleship, men raised up, I believe I was the uh, the 15th or could have been the 18th guy that was sent out of Prescott, uh, launched in 1979 to Cortez, Colorado, did two years there, uh, cut my teeth in pioneering, then took over a church in Sierra Vista for five years and had been uh, dealt with uh, about becoming a missionary. And uh, in 1986, that dream was fulfilled. Uh, and uh, we were uh, sent to Davao City, 1986. And the more I think about uh, the faith of Pastor Mitchell uh, to just launch, uh, I was 31, I just had turned 31 years old, um, had three kids, brand new baby, uh, uh, Gregory, and off we went. Uh, There was no manual. Uh, it was basically, I want a five-year commitment all or I don't want to start down this road. And, uh, you know, uh, sure, <laughs> sure. And had absolutely no clue what that was going to entail. But as we began to uh, step out, as we began to uh, simply do what we had been taught and uh, received in the uh, pattern of, of discipleship in our in our fellowship, God marvelously opened doors. And um, today, uh, we have 280 churches out of that one church in Davao City. There's, uh, Davao has two conferences a year. Uh, we have a daughter church. General Santos has a conference per year. And Tagum has a conference per year. So we're seeing the dynamics of an acceleration And it is absolutely, absolutely mind-blowing. Every year I go back, this uh, coming uh, April will be my 42nd 
uh, trip into the Philippines. And I'm just totally, totally blown away as I think about the, uh, the impact, as I think about the multitudes of souls that have been birthed in and established in the kingdom of God. And I want to tell you that you have made the best decision of your life uh, after giving your heart to Jesus Christ to decide to be a disciple. You know, what you do with something is going to determine its value and it's going to determine what it's going to end up. i never forget seeing a... Uh, uh, Ribley's Believe It or Not in the Sunday uh, comics uh, when I used to buy that rag, the Arizona Republic, uh, before it went homo. Uh, but, uh, uh, but anyway, anyone remember Ribley's Believe It or Not? And so there was a bar of steel, and it had the little four little captions of the, of the uh, cartoon. It said, this bar of steel by itself is worth $5, just, just a bar of steel. However, if you uh, fabricate uh, horseshoes, you can make a pair of horseshoes and the value would then thereby become $12.50. However, if you turned it into sewing needles, you could now increase the value to $3,000. However, if you turned it into the balance springs for these, uh, these precise Swiss watches, the value would leap up to a quarter of a million dollars. I want to tell you that when you plug in your life to Jesus Christ, I don't care who you are, uh, what you start with. You might be uh, in a negative column. You might be, you know, the the debtor's prison is looking for you. Uh, But the moment that you plug in, uh, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Uh, Your value to God, your value to your family, your value and your body, every, every dimension of life immediately begins to increase and uh, because uh, God begins to have his hand and have his way in your life. I want to uh, speak tonight just assuming, you know, we talk, we say these are men's discipleship classes. And uh, as I gaze out, I'm assuming there's going to be people that rise up and go into the ministry. I mean, could I just ask for a, a show of hands? If God would help you, and if, and if uh, you know, you, under your pastor's uh, guidance and, and, uh, and blessing, if God would make a way, how many of you would be available to God and say, you know what, I'm willing. Hear my Lord, send me. Raise your hand. Hold your hand up. I want to, I want to just see who I'm talking to. And okay. All right, so that's, that's a very good response. Uh, how many of you would say, you know what, if God would help me uh, inside my local church? There's all kinds of situations, I get it, and, uh, and reasons. But you know what, uh, if God would help me, I would begin some new facet of ministry. Maybe it's a Bible study. Maybe it's, it's an outreach. Maybe it's a follow-up. But if, if God would make a way for you, you would be willing, you're available to God in your local church to, uh, to make something happen for God. Lift your hand. Would you do that? You know what? I'm expecting every single person's hand up, and uh, I encourage you to do that. You know, the glorious thing, uh, and as we're talking to men, uh, is that you can grow. 
The glorious thing is, um, is that you have the ability, no matter where you're at right now in the Lord, whatever your status is, your present um, uh, ministry rank, so to speak, um, you have the ability. I become very inspired as I think about Sir Edmund Hillary and his initial attempt to count Mount Everest, the highest uh, point on the world, you know, the highest peak, um, uh, Mount Everest. He, he didn't make it. But him and his uh, Sherpa guide, they were able to snap a bunch of um, uh, slides. They went back to the, uh, to the um, uh, you know, to some place there in the British Scientific Society, I believe. And they were given a lecture. He was given a lecture. And against the backdrop of these stunning panoramic views of the, of the uh, uh, summit of, uh, of Mount Everest... And, Though he didn't make it, he was able to give a very uh, descriptive um, uh, detail of his, of his attempt. And there in the uh, presentation, he was overheard to say more to himself than anybody else. Uh, he began to just kind of sigh and say, Ah, Everest, you defeated us this time, but in the end we shall prevail uh, at last. Because we can grow, but you can't. Every single man in this place, you might have had some failure. I'm assuming that you're part of the human race, that you've had some setbacks. You've had some, uh, you know, discouragements. You've had defeats. I'm here to jolt you. And you see before you somebody that hasn't had, uh, you know, an unblemished you know, a straight run of victory from victory to victory. I've had my ups and I've had my down chapters. And, but uh, the um, promise of God is, is we can grow. And I want to minister out of Genesis chapter 24, God's guidance, God's help uh, for pioneers. Genesis chapter 24, verse 1, we're talking about finding a bride for the son. Uh, and Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you shall not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But you shall go into my country, into my kindred, and take a wife unto uh, my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence you came? And Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not bring my son there again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land, he shall send his angel before thee. You shall take a wife unto my son from there. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then you shall be clear from this thy oath. Only bring not my son there again. And the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master and swear to him concerning this matter. And the servant took ten camels of, uh, ten camels of the camels of his master, the time of the evening uh, 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 of his master, 
and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he rose and he went to Mesopotamia under the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Jump with me down to verse 27 and uh, we're skimming. And he said, blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who have not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. Uh, I, being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. Verse 48 uh, is where we're going to end. And I bowed down my head and worshiped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, which had led me in the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. I want to begin with the necessary conviction. No man lives beyond his faith. I want to challenge you. Do not settle for a pygmy faith. Don't, don't, don't settle for a midget faith. I believe wholeheartedly, before you're going to ever see results outwardly, you're going to have to have some convictions inwardly that are graven inside your heart and attitudes that are genuinely locked in. You know, God's word teaches us this. Out of the heart are the issues of life. They flow out. And so it's very crucial. I would say it's one of the most crucial things um, that you have convictions that are set. I believe, uh, as I've studied my pastor, Pastor Mitchell, has non-negotiables. Anybody that knows him, he's a man that functions. He, he very oftentimes is self-deprecating. Uh, uh, he speaks uh, and very humbly about his own abilities um, one thing that has given him incredible cutting edge um, is he has fixed um, uh, convictions. And let me say this. I say to every disciples uh, uh, that I have under me in Tempe and other places beside, I always say this. Um, he that aims at nothing always hits it. What is the driving passion right now that you're aiming at? If it's goldfish, uh, you probably got a nice aquarium at house. If it's uh, cars... If it's, uh, uh, you know, if it's hunting, if it's uh, investing in stocks, if it's whatever it is, you know what? Uh, whatever you focus upon um, and, uh, and you begin to take aim, God has given man the incredible ability uh, that when you begin to lock in the other windows, as it were, of inspiration, other tentacles begin to uh, uh, pop out and uh, God begins to cause um, many, many things. I believe doors in the spirit realm begin to open when God can find a man that is serious. When God can find a man that's decisive, even Peter, Lord, you know what? Uh, if it's you out there in the water, speak to me. And, uh, and uh, he said, yes. Peter gets to do what his master's doing. He begins to um, look around at the, at the wind and the waves. Um, you and I also are going to be buffeted by two forces. The, uh, the wind is invisible, the spiritual realm. The waves are physical things that we're encountering. Are, so the wind and the waves, just like that, they hit us. They begin to buffet us, um, and we get, um, we get knocked off track. But 
The moment that you refocus, you might be here tonight, you might be sinking in some capacity of your discipleship, but the moment that you cry out to Jesus, Lord, save me. I want to have a single mind again. I want to put my hand to the plow. God loves a decisive uh, uh, person, a single-minded person. Um, God can absolutely um, go to work for, will help, will um, open doors for, whereas a double-minded man gets jack squat. Here in our text, Abraham's servant, Eliezer, is sent to find Isaac a wife. Now, I want you to think about this, and we're going to liken this to our job, because Isaac is the only son of promise. This is not just anybody. This is someone very, very crucial, uh, dear to the father's heart. Um, And there's many parallels that we can draw to our task to find souls um, uh, for Jesus Christ. Now, Eliezer is going to be sent to a far place. Uh, He's going to be looking for the right people, um, a bride for God's son. And so uh, this means that he's going to leave where he's at. He's going to, in our terminology, he's going to go and pioneer in another place. He's going to go to a strange city, and he's going to have to begin to um, uh, sift through different people um, to find that special one that is the bride um, of Christ. In verse 27, uh, the uh, text that we um, uh, look at, and it says these words, and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not left me destitute, uh, has not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. Now, we got to think about this, because to find souls, uh, to find the bride of Christ, in a sense, um, it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. And, uh, and this servant um, uh, gives us the clue, how are you going to find the right people? Who is the right people to witness to? I know, technically, We should witness to everybody, every single person. But you know what? In the reality of our time constraints and and desiring to be fruitful for our God, you know what? There's certain keys that can help us greatly have more impact in the things of God. There's a glorious principle for somebody that has ears to hear. And this servant said, I being in the way, the Lord led me. Let me use my own illustration. Going to, say, Davao City. I'm an American. I'm going to go minister to Filipinos. I've never been to Davao City. I have no idea uh, where I'm going to land. And, and uh, you know what? It's, it's, it's daunting when you're just, um, you know, you feel intimidated by the sheer uh, magnitude of the task. It's like, okay, it sounds good when you're sitting here in a sermon at conference, but I got to get on a plane. I got to. I got to get to certain places, and and so it can be very disorienting, and and uh, and uh, you can get destabilized when you're by yourself, when you're on your own, and of course the devil is going to be hammering that. And so, what is a what is a tremendous principle? You know what? I being in the way. Uh, I may not know the exact location. I may not know the exact address of where I'm going, but. If I know the general direction and I begin to act on what I know, listen to me, you're going to pioneer, you're going to start some ministry, uh, it's never ready-made to your hand. It's always like a box or a puzzle, 
That's thrown on the table. Well, how do I? You know what? Begin. One foot in front of another. What do you know to do? Well, my assignment was to go to Davao. What are you going to do there? Well, I'm going to go to the hotel and establish a, a place uh, where my family at least is safe. Uh, and I got a place, a roof, uh, and I got a restaurant to eat. And what are you going to do next? I'm going to pray. What are you going to do next? I'm going to get a, a taxi driver. And I'm going to start to go around the city. Well, where are you going? I don't know. Just drive around the city. I've been in the way. I have no idea where the bride is. Where's the building? I don't know. You know what? But I'm going to start moving. I'm not going to sit for three weeks and look at the dots on the wall and, and, uh, and try to have a, a perfect theory about how this works. I'm not going to just keep reading the master plan of evangelism over and over and over and over again. I'm going to get my butt off, uh, uh, you know, the chair and I'm going to put my little, uh, my little webbed feet and I'm going to move uh, and I'm going to start to encounter. And then as, uh, as this man does, this. He doesn't know who the girl is, but he says, you know what? I know the direction to go. Are you with me? And as I began to do that, uh, then you have this sense uh, uh, that the smile of heaven is upon you um, and, uh, and God begins to um, uh, give some confirmations. You and I, we're going to have to, if we're going to really, truly uh, reach the world, I pray to God that we, uh, you, know, I, you know, if the rapture happens tonight, I preached on uh, the rapture yesterday morning. I hope the rapture happens tonight. What, the rest of you aren't ready? What's... But if it doesn't, we're going to occupy till we come. You know what? If it doesn't, you p- go ahead, plant your tomatoes, uh, and, uh, and you know what? Uh, uh, make decisions uh, to go pioneer. And uh, by the way, you know what? Uh, uh, you, you know what? Don't, you know, don't do like some people. That, well, I'm not having kids because you know what? The rapture's going to, uh, you know, go ahead and have a few kids. Make, you know, occupy. But the point of the matter is, um, is that there is a, uh, there's help here. You don't have to have. I've seen so many people um, uh, that they become uh, paralyzed. Uh, there is a, uh, per, uh, there's a paralysis by analysis. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to search all these different things on the, on the Internet. Thank God I went to the Philippines and didn't have the Internet. You know, do you remember those days? We didn't have the cell phone. We didn't have the texting. We didn't have uh, Skype. We didn't have those things. Uh, uh, but you know what? Um, we did just fine uh, by um, moving out. Uh, and I want to tell you that God has a supernatural GPS. Right before I went out, I remember I was, uh, I was 23 years old, and the reality was beginning to settle in. I'm going to be a pastor, 23 years old. I'm going to pastor in Cortez, Colorado, and then Pastor Mitch was driving the van. We're going to lunch, and I said, Pastor, I have, I have a real worry. I want to confess. He said, what's that? I said, you know, I'm thinking about this. I'm 23 years old. Uh, what if I get somebody in my church that's like really old, like 35, <laughs> and they have marriage problems? You know, I don't have a clue what I'm going to be able to tell him. And, and you know, I'm really, and this is my problem, Pastor. I'm thinking about that scripture that if you put a stumbled block before somebody, uh, better for you to have a millstone around your neck. 
And you know what? I'm thinking about those scriptures that I'm going to give an account for uh, being in the ministry. You know, we are going to give an account for our, uh, our counsels and our, and our service as, as a minister. And so this is, you know, you're, actually you're wise to have that, that, that proper fear. Be careful what you're going to do. But on the other hand, that can, that can paralyze you. And so I remember Pastor Mitchell just uh, in typical fashion, he kind of laughed. He said, well, he said, the Lord looks upon the heart of his servant. And I would you please elaborate on that? He said, look, when I first went out, he said, I gave counsel to couples um, uh, that I wouldn't give today. He said, probably the counsel wasn't even right that it wasn't really even that right on. He said, but because the Lord saw my heart was right. The Lord honored the words of his servant and did not allow those words to fall to the ground. You see, this is the miracle. This isn't these. We're not we're not in in abstract uh, uh, theories and and the right formulas have to be exact. Every hair has to be in place. Uh, You know, the greatest um, encouragement I can give you is if you have a heart after God, if you have a heart that says, you know, I may not be the smartest, uh, brightest bulb in the box. I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, uh, but God, by golly, I want to serve you. I want to be a blessing to people's lives. Uh, I may not be Einstein. Far from it. But, oh God, uh, I have a sincerity that I want to help people, uh, and I genuinely want to help uh, and serve people's uh, faith and serve people's destiny. Uh, and I believe that God uh, can make up for all kinds of shortcomings. That's no excuse for not studying. That's no excuse for not, uh, you know, preparing yourself and seeking good wisdom and, and growing in wisdom. But it means to say, you're not to be paralyzed. Oh, I got to wait until I have white hair and half my teeth fall out out uh, before I can even pass the bucket uh, as an usher in the church. No, man, you got saved today. Tonight you get saved. uh, You're already credentialed uh, minister for God and you can start to win souls right away if you have a heart to do it. Come on, somebody. The Bible says this. We don't don't walk on a razor thin edge uh, and one tiny misstep and it's over for you, buddy. Next, uh, the Bible says, Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Psalms 107, 30, he brings them, this is talking about his servants, unto their desired haven. And let me just uh, uh, make a statement here at this point. M- much of ministry is not so much perfection as it is direction. You know what? God's not looking for Uh, perfection so much as he's looking for progression. If you're just attempting, if you're trying to grow, if you're, if you're uh, taking steps for God, uh, trying things, um, it's in the going many times um, uh, that God can begin to adjust us um, and uh, direct our steps. Glory to God. Um, and, uh, And so there's a number of illustrations here. We have Ruth, a great illustration. She is a Moabite woman. She has no standing in Israel. Many, many strikes against her, uh, you know, from a natural point of view. But she comes back. um, uh, Yeah, she's lost her husband. She has left her land, and now she's come with her mother-in-law, and her mother-in-law is not helping the matter. Her mother-in-law is encouraging her to stay in heathendom. Her mother-in-law is refusing to be called Naomi. Uh, call me, uh, uh, call me uh, Myra, which means bitter. So now she's with a bitter old hag. 
But, you know, the girl had got some kind of a spirit, some kind of a heart that, that, that you know what? Be a, man, be a man tonight that has a different spirit. I don't care if everybody's down in the mouth. I don't care if they're all, uh, you know, God forbid that, uh, uh, that um, you know, I'm hearing that Hillary's going to get back with the mini mic. God forbid that that would ever happen or Obama's wife or something. You know what? Uh, uh, but you know what? I'm going to serve God no matter what. Hello? You know what? I'm going to keep the victory in my personal walk and relationship. Politics doesn't make me have the joy or lack thereof. Jesus is the source of my joy. So here's Ruth. And she says, you know what? I'm not going to sit around. And like so many people, well, this happened to me and that happened to me. And you don't know what I've gone through. And you know what? I'm just going to fellowship with Ben and Jerry and become a bigger woman of God. She says, you know what? I can do something. I can do something. She gets up, and the Bible makes this powerful statement. And as she goes out, in, she has no clue of where to go. But she just gets moving. She gets the wheels going. And as she ventures out into the fields, uh, because she's willing to labor, because she's not going to be a welfare mama, She's going to do something. She has some self-respect and dignity. And she also has a faith in God. That's the real reason. And as she launches forth, she happens upon the field of Boaz. And I want to tell you something. Your life is not, you know, uh, just uh, uh, like a pinball machine here and there and everything. You know what? Uh, there's a sovereign God. You know what? You and I are bound up in the Lord's bundle of life. I believe that there's a God that does help our steps. Uh, I believe there's a God that does open doors for us. I believe there's a God that will give us favor like he did for Ruth. Uh, and many times he's just waiting uh, and we have to have this, uh, we have to have this mindset. Why do we, like the four lepers, uh, why would we sit here till we die? Why not do something? Why not try something? Uh, and, uh, and God, I believe he loves it uh, when we're um, uh, innovative uh, for, the, for the glory of God. Can you say amen? So he, she, she started, and she started in the general. I know, well, I know to do this. And she was directed right to that field uh, and destiny, handfuls on blessing, uh, handfuls on purpose. Uh, and she goes from being a servant in the field uh, to being uh, married to the owner of the field uh, and grafted into the very lineage uh, of Jesus Christ. Friend, you don't have a story anywhere as near as, as bad off as Ruth, uh, a Moabite was to 10 generations not to come into the house of God. She had curses upon curses against her. She her every everything against her. But you know what? She ends up being the queen bee, buddy. Uh, she ends up owning the field uh, and becoming the bride. How about Philip? You know what? He's ministering. Uh, God speaks to him, says, you know what? Get you to Gaza. And it's very interesting because uh, he'd have, he had success in Samaria, but uh, Gaza means desert. And uh, so now I'm leaving a fruitful assignment. Uh, is there anybody that's willing to venture again? Is there anybody that's willing to uh, do something adventuresome and new for God? And Philip was. He left this revival. Uh, and all he does, all he knows is get you to Gaza. So as he does the job, 
general. He's obeying the general. And then, lo and behold, there's a caravan going by. And so, okay, so he's looking at the caravan. And so then the Spirit of God says, join yourself to this chariot. And it just so happens that this chariot contains an Ethiopian uh, man who's reading the prophet Isaiah about uh, the prophecy of the Messiah's sacrifice. Uh, and do you see how a uh, divine orchestration begins to kick in uh, as this man began to move and he did what he knew generally to do? Then it begins to be honed in and funneled into the uh, very specific, uh, very precise, uh, uh, the right person, the right time, the right message, and this is the pattern of God throughout the scripture. David has a bad decision. He goes out fighting them with the Philistines. You know, it's never a good thing, man, if you're in a situation where you run into the land of the Philistines and you're acting like you're a crazy man and you're dribbling in your beard and you're going to work for the Philistine lords, the same ones that are related to Goliath. You don't have a good, uh, you don't have, you're not in a good way, in other words. And then his boys, uh, his, uh, his band of, uh, of uh, ragtags that are with him, uh, they're sent back. They're going to have to go out and fight Israel. And the lords of the Philistines, no, go back. And so he goes back to Ziklag. And what happens? Uh, uh, it's been overrun. And so all of his, uh, uh, his wives, his children, uh, and his goods, uh, and it looks like this is absolute disaster. Uh, but you know what? David, in Instead of saying, you know what, God, is this what I get? And you know what, God, uh, listen, when, you know, when things go against your life, do you realize that could be um, you're on the verge of one of the greatest breakthroughs um, and one of the greatest miracles uh, that you might have ever, ever experienced or thought about in your entire life? That's the glory about serving God. You can't beat us. You know what? The only way we get beat is if we quit. Come on, somebody. You know what, um, David says, and, and, and again, these situations, I do appreciate these uh, uh, very real uh, descriptions in the Bible. They're speaking, you know what, they are PO'd at David. Nah, you know what, you led us into this, and it's your fault, and why do we have to listen to you? And, you know, they're feeling it. My wife and my kids, my baby, uh, and uh, and these perverts have grabbed uh, and off they made and all of our stuff uh, and so David um, has the capacity and you know I gotta I gotta say I love the video of this all these guys begin to speak about killing you and you're hearing their uh, you know you're hearing their chipping their teeth behind you you know dude and the guy says well that could be what's gonna happen I you're gonna think about killing me and I understand that you're upset with me I'm going to check in with God. Now, did he go and say, you know, give me a couple of minutes? I don't know how that worked out. That's why I want to see the video. (laughs) But he encouraged himself with God. Do you do that when you're discouraged? Or do you go home and have a breakdown? You're a snowflake and mama has to, mama has to, you know, give you a massage. Because you're a snowflake. Hey there, Sermon Podcast listeners. This is Pastor Adam back with you again. 
wanted to just take a second here to thank you once again for listening to this sermon podcast. We've had an explosive rate of growth and listenership for the past few weeks, and we hope that you appreciate these daily sermons to encourage you and help you. I just want to share a couple of ratings that we've gotten in the Apple Podcast application. Clint B. writes a five-star review. He said, I am so grateful for our fellowship. Thank you. This podcast, very helpful through the day. Uh, Bobby Sanford from North Carolina said, inspiring. Awesome to hear sermons that are encouraging and inspiring to the church. Uh, We could really use your help to add a couple more of these very helpful reviews. Uh, These do help us to get the word out about this podcast I want you to know that we have a truly worldwide impact with this podcast from the United States to the UK, Australia, Ireland, Germany, New Zealand, South Africa, Netherlands, Canada, Romania, Afghanistan, Namibia, Vietnam, Switzerland, Kenya, India, Russia, Hong Kong, Ghana, Uganda, Guam, Meritus, Brazil, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Zambia, Japan, Jamaica, Malaysia, Israel, Ukraine. The list goes on and on of nations that are listening to these sermons. So we just want to say thank you for listening. Make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure that you're sharing these when you hear a good one. And please, if you haven't done so already, make sure you leave a five-star rating and a review of what you like about this podcast. Thank you again for listening, and back to the rest of the sermon. You know what? You know what? Later, 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 later for Cupcake Brothers. Later for them. We want some men that can take a, you know what, that can take a punch. You know, if you're going to be somebody, you've got to not only throw a punch, my man, you've got to take a punch. And you know what? You're going to get hit. You're not going to always win. You're going to get smacked sometimes. Sometimes someone's going to sucker punch you. Uh, and the question is, do you have a glass jaw or do you get back up? And you know, the point is, even if you get smacked right between your eyes, God, that doesn't mean that the game's over. Doesn't mean that the devil wins. You know what? In fact, God, did you just see that? That devil, he just, he just, you know, you said, if you touch me, you touch the uh, apple of God's eye. If you have a bad intention and you just touch me, you poke your finger in God's eye. God, I just got walloped. Lord, I mean, I mean, I want some blood back. You know, I want some devils uh, uh, to be crushed out of this. And so he's praying and he said, should we pursue? And the point is, is that God says, yes. He doesn't give him GPS exactly to the point. You got to figure out, well, where, where do they go? Where does it look like they went? They went that way. And that he's a gen, he got the general direction. So they go off in the general direction. Well, lo and behold, because they were faithful with that amount of light, then they find some Egyptian uh, uh, slave that had been cast aside because he got sick. Oh, isn't this interesting? When you went in the general, and now all of a sudden you get more of the specific. Uh, here's this guy. Hey, you know, give him some water, refresh him a little bit. Do you know where the camp of the Amalekites are? Yes, I do. Will you take us there? Yeah, they made a deal. Yes, I will. So we go from the general right down in the um, uh, the funnel right to the exact specific location. Uh, and this is the God that we serve. Uh, but you've got to move in the general. You're not going to get the whole uh, shebang right up front. Can you say amen? 
You know, I've observed this. Uh, do what you know to do. Go in the direction you know. Don't worry about all the fine print. Uh, and as you move to do the will of God from the heart, God causes the pieces to fall into place. He can open doors. He can give handfuls on purpose. Uh, he can give divine appointments. And I'm taking the time to tell you, you know what? When I went out, uh, I didn't play music. I didn't uh, uh, have that skill. Uh, my wife didn't play the piano. So we went out and it was an ugly, believe me, it was not a pretty situation. The fact that God could use Mark Olson and Michelle Olson to see a work of God built, uh, I'm telling you, if he could use us, he could use anybody. People are like, you know what? You know what my song service uh, uh, consisted of in the early days? There is power, power, wonder, boing, 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 boing. I myself wanted to backslide. One time my, my wife's sister came unannounced and we had this Navajo dude that jumped up in the middle of the service and he went to play the upright piano like Liberace and, he had, and I was singing some key, I think I invented a new key. He's playing Liberace, who knows what it was, but he was having a grand time. My, I'm looking at my sister-in-law, she is absolutely horrified. I felt so, so, so uh, uh, embarrassed, uh, and, uh, and uh, finally we got through that. It was hilarious, uh, uh, but you know what? Um, I remember in the desperation, I told you something. I said, when you're hurt and your ego has been ripped, you can cash it in, or you can say, you know what? You created the heavens and the earth. You own the, uh, the cattle on a thousand hills. Can I have one at my barbecue? <laughs> What's up with that? You've got to have, even Cortez is the city of everyone's home, 7,000 people in 1979. And I'm, 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 the Lord is my witness. I'm in the corner of the little church by myself, pioneering, uh, and I'm praying, and I'm, I'm agonizing God. You've got to help me. And all of a sudden, I saw this man's face come. Uh, I had witnessed to him in, uh, the weekend prior, and uh, I, I thought, you know what? I didn't hear this voice that said, go to him at 2 o'clock. This afternoon, I have given you a divine appointment. <laughs> I just had this, like, this, like, this, like, flash of this, just kind of like a, just kind of like a witness. And I thought, mm, you know, I, I, yeah, I need to, you know, I'm praying, and this guy's face just, just pops in. Learn to recognize how the Spirit of God speaks to us. He is supernatural. He doesn't always have fanfare. Dun, 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 dun. I just gave you the key to the, you know, crack the Da Vinci code. He didn't do that. And so, you know what? That afternoon, I was getting a haircut, and I'm not even thinking about it. I'm about to go. And then I felt like this nudge, and you know what? This is where that guy worked. He worked at a record shop. And back in the days when they used to uh, have 45s and 33s in the albums. And I walked into that shop and uh, he was there by himself. And I walked up to him. I said, hey, do you remember me? His jaw dropped. He goes, yeah. 
He says, you know what? I was thinking about you, and I was going to go visit you yesterday. He says, look at this. And he holds up this book. He says, I was just down at the Christian bookstore, and I got this book, and I was just asking God that he would send somebody in to talk to me about Jesus. I'm the man. I'm the man. But I didn't have all that scripted out. All I had was some, you know, impulses. All I had was some nudges. But I was faithful to do what the gym. And you know what? He, he went to lunch with me. He came to that service that Wednesday night. Uh, I pulled an altar call. My wife, another lady was there, and this guy was there, and he's just looking at me. I jumped over the altar, ran up, grabbed him, pulled him to the altar, pray this prayer. He prayed, and I have had musicians in my ministry ever since. That may not mean much to you. I want to tell you that is one of the most huge, huge examples that my God is able to supply my need uh, according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. I want to tell you something that you, uh, well, I don't have this right, and my wife's not perfect about this, and that's not, you know, and we're waiting to this, uh, you know, you're waiting, waiting, da, 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 da. and you know what, uh, you're going to be waiting another 10 years, another 20 years. You know what, get off your butt and begin to move. Don't shout me down. I'll guarantee you, I'm going to close in a minute. I don't want any cupcakes to melt. I'll guarantee you there's people in this room that God absolutely has things that he wants to give to your life and he wants to drop in on your life. And if you, but you say, well, if I just had the sure thing, isn't that the way we want? If, you know, if I just had the sure thing, then I, then I would do it. You know what? If I'm going to have to leave a job or I'm going to, you know, be relocated or something. And, uh, and, and so we love the sure thing. But I'm going to tell you, being a disciple, you know what? A disciple that puts the kingdom first, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. You know, I had a uh, uh, desire to be a missionary. So I first want to go to, and I'm talking about you do the general, and as you do what you know to do, then uh, things begin to, it begins like a funnel. It begins to, it begins to narrow more, and, and, and more, you become more aware of the divine sovereignty or the divine appointment. So in Davao City, I, uh, I tried to be a missionary. I went put papers in Auckland, New Zealand. I'm closing with this. I just want you to know that God wants to help you to find your desired haven. So I put papers in. I was stirred. Uh, There's a number of people that were going to Australia. And uh, at that time, I thought, well, you know what? I'd like to go someplace that's considered the West that would speak English, would have a more of a first world economy. And I'm just trying to think about these things where my kids go to school and that stuff. And so Auckland, New Zealand. So that's why we're waiting. And actually, that's why there's six years between my second kid, Stephanie, and my third kid, Gregory, because my wife said, can we just not be moving when I'm pregnant? 
So let's wait until we find out where we're going. So I said, yeah, sure, okay. And so, uh, so we're waiting and, uh, and waiting and waiting, and then they turned us down. I want to tell you, my first initial reaction, nobody likes to be told no. Nobody likes rejection, right? And, uh, and so you know what? I remember, I remember like, well, God, I mean, this doesn't fit my theology. You want the world evangelized. We had this lined up, and this was lined up, and this green light, and I had Pastor Mitchell who's back in him, blessing. And it's like, God, I, you know what? I mean, do I even hear you, God? And so all this stuff is going on. And then I had another reaction. I said, okay, fine, fine. I tried to be a missionary. God, I know people that are just trying to not be missionaries, I'm trying to be a missionary, and you won't, you know, bless that. And so then I, fine, God, bless America. I'm going to just stay right here then. And I had a good church, and you know what, making good money, and had a good car, and, and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, and I was preaching in the Prescott Conference way back then. And so, you know what, okay, fine, fine, I try. And so then, uh, you know what, I got over that. And so then uh, the guy that was the pastor of Perth, uh, he uh, invited me to be his assistant. And so then I put that before Pastor Mitchell, and Pastor Mitchell, in very... Uh, uh, delicate terms said, no, that's not going to happen. Both of you will end up backsliding being naked on the beach. <laughs> is, that, is that what's in my heart? <laughs> I said, oh, great. Okay. Uh, and so for you little cupcakes that your pastor can't, you know, I mean, he can't like He can't hit you in the chops, and you're going to quit. You make me sick. Just, I just, that was for free. <laughs> you got to be able to take some. You got to be able to take some punches, man. So it's like, oh, what did I do with that? Well, if that's what he thinks about me. And how dare he talk to me like that? And you know what? I don't appreciate that. I could have become bitter over that, just like some of you perhaps are bitter over something, some dinky thing that someone said to you. You know why I'm bitter? Because Pastor Mitchell didn't massage my hand for three seconds. He just pulled me across the threshold. Yeah, you, you, hey, listen, Einstein, he's got 50 people behind you. All right, let's move on. Just keep it. <laughs> and so, and so that didn't work out. So then I went on a whirlwind tour to, I got backing and the, and the, and the, and the blessing to go. And so I'm going to, I went to, uh, uh, I went to Scotland. I went to England. I went to uh, uh, Ireland and I decided I'm going to go to Dublin and that's where we're going to go. And so everything is set. But uh, Pastor Mitchell came in and he preached on the Monday night. And he pulled a sneaky uh, altar call. He had never done this before. And maybe some of you were there. You remember 1986, January. And he said, the Philippines, the CIA says that we have three years left in the, uh, before the communists take over in the uh, Philippines. 
uh, Ferdinand Marcos and the shoe lady, dragon lady Imelda. And, uh, and so we got three years. I'm believing God for a couple tonight that will go into Davao City uh, and uh, every head is bowed. And who will go? And so... Honestly, I don't want to go. Honestly, I want Joe Campbell to go. <laughs> it's perfect. He should go. And, but he didn't go. And so my wife was out. Nobody went. Nobody. Not a person answered that altar call. My wife was in the uh, nursery nursing, brand new baby. And I remember saying, God, 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 oh. And I'm trying to put my antennas out. Oh, Heavenly Father. Abba God. If there was ever a time I need you to clearly speak to me, is it I? And all I sensed was God said to me, why not you? That's it. That's not a real super. And again, I didn't want to go there. I didn't like the country. I didn't like the food. I didn't like the smell. I didn't like the tropics. But guess what? I got my wife, went to the motel room, talked it over, and said, you know what? I feel like God wants us to go, and I just didn't want to make that commitment until I got you on board. And my wife, bless her heart, God bless faithful wives. God bless those precious women. They're worth their weight and a million times over in gold. And she said to me, if you'll help me, I'll go. And you know what? We called Pastor Mitchell, and we went, had a little interview. He said, I want a five-year commitment. We didn't know anything about signing a contract or how much money or what we did. You know what? We just made that decision, and we made, we're true to our word. We made a commitment to go, and as we put these steps, one step into another, I knew to pray. We established prayer meeting. I knew to evangelize and witness, and you know what? By first service, I got the whole group of painters. I had 27 people in my service. I got the painters to come, the carpenters to come, and the furniture lady, and a number of those people were with me the whole nine years. Uh, Why? Because you know what? Um, Our vision works. Our vision has not been tried and found wanting. Our vision has been tried and found difficult. Therefore, carnal men go shuffling away. But if you work the vision, I'm telling you, I got, I got fruit. I got fruit in spades, bro. Let's bow our heads in the presence of God. You're here tonight. Oh, there's a God that has a plan for your life. He can take you uh, if you had told me I'm from Wenham, Massachusetts, Wenham is a little dinky town, 3,000 people. If you were to tell me that I was going to end up uh, as a pioneer missionary, if you had told me uh, some of the places I just got back from Brazil last couple weeks ago, if you had told me all the things that God could use my life, friend, I couldn't even carry a tune in a bucket. I, I skipped out of speech class in high school. No, you know, I got to be honest with you. God, you know why I've just been willing to simply say, you know what? God, I'll do it. 
you know what? Here am I. Okay. Uh, You know what? I've not been perfect. I've not been, you know, a talented person, all that. You know what? But I've learned this. If you will be faithful to God, God can give you ability. God can increase your uh, giftings. God can make up with his precious anointing. And he will blow your mind. But you know what? You've got to start with the general. Well, if I could see exactly what God has for me, and if I knew all the, you know, all the fine print, then maybe I would consider that. You know, and you're never going to get jack squat. You're not going to get jack squat. But if you're someone that will say, you know what, God, I'm willing. I know, I know some things to do. I know to pray. I know to read my Bible. I know to go to church. I know I should be involved in some kind of ministry. You know, freely I got saved. Freely I should give. I should, I should tithe. And sure, of course, you do the basics. And God finds you faithful in that which is least. He will trust you. He will trust you with more of his precious kingdom and anointing and opportunity. First thing, though, you're here. Maybe you're not a Christian or perhaps you're backslid, you've, you've never known Jesus, or maybe you have, but you're backslid. I wanna, I'm not going to belabor this. I'm going to ask you right now. You've got to respond. You've got to do the general. Say yes. Well, pastor, all these problems. No, listen, push that aside. The issue, the first thing is first. First things first. Get your heart right with God, because the Lord only works for what he's put in charge of. And you know what? He can, he can sort you out. He can help you. He can deliver you. Quickly, lift your hand. Say, I'm, I'm not right, Pastor. I want to go home tonight saved or, or right with God. Here's my hand. Quickly, I see you. Come on. Who else? I see you. Who else? Quick. Come on. Let's not, let's not uh, dilly-dally. Come on. Raise your hand quickly. Backslider. Brother, come on. This is uh, your appointed time, a miracle with your name on it. I see your hand. Quick. I see you over there. God bless you. Yeah, I see you. Who, who else? There you, there you are. I see you. Else. Who else? Come on. Quick. Come on. All right, all of you guys, don't, don't delay. Get up, come on down to the front and uh, find a place to pray. And there's going to be someone meet with you and, and, and be a blessing to you. They're in the back. You raise your hand. Come on, now's your time. Come on. This is, this is God's opportunity. Don't miss, don't miss your opportunity. Praise God. People are coming. And I want you to kneel. And then I'm going to turn the uh, service to the, the brothers. Many people are getting too picky these days. Well, what's the, you know, what's the terms and what's the uh, benefits and what's the, listen, you ought to be thankful God saved your sorry soul. Listen, you know what? There's great adventures. Great adventures. If you're willing, you know, God spoke in Isaiah chapter six. He said, who will go for us and who shall we send? And Isaiah was feeling convicted. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell amongst a people of unclean lips. And God had his cherubim taken a coal off the altar and purge the iniquity. Listen, you can be qualified tonight by the blood of Jesus Christ. What's our credentials? The blood of Jesus, forgiveness. And you know what? The grace of God that helps men and men like you and I. It'll help our wives and our children. Come on, let's stand. God's speaking to people's lives. I want you to come. And I want you to say some honest things. Don't just come and genuflect. I don't like that. Don't come and genuflect. I want you to come specifically.
Maybe you need to encourage your heart. Say, you know what, God, I feel encouraged. You can still do something. Maybe you screwed up. God's the potter. You're the clay. He can make a new vessel. You're not done. No, no such word in the Bible as retirement. Nobody's retired. No, no word in Hebrew for retirement. That's American. That's a modern invention. Take the yoke. Take the harness. You might have the most fruitful years of your life in your 70s and 80s. You might do more in the coming decade. Talk to God and say, God, I feel like, you know, God, I feel like there's an opportunity here. Maybe it's to start a ministry. Maybe it's to reach out in a, in a high school. Maybe it's to, it's to take a film into some, you know, rehab center. Maybe it's to go on your lunch hour down in the park and just practice your fishing. One plus God equals a majority. You don't need a thousand people on an outreach. In fact, if you're ever going to pioneer, you better be able to be you and your armor bearer. You better be able to self-motivate. Father, help these men. Far beyond anything I've said tonight, I pray you would quicken them. I pray, God, you would make it real. God, that there would be a divine stirring, a divine visitation of God. That if we'll do what what we find at our hand and do it with all of our might unto the glory of God, you'll open doors no man can shut. God, you'll give us tokens of your, uh, of your favor. God, you'll not allow our words to fall to the ground, but you confirm them with signs and wonders. God, miracles and ministry, whether we're young, whether we're old, whether we've been uh, off track, God, I pray tonight would be a, a night, God, where we reconnect with you, where we, re, Lord, uh, affirm our willingness, our availability, by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. So I want to seal this. I want to seal this tonight. Would you stand and, and if you're praying salvation prayer, take all the time you want. But if you're at the altar, I want to seal this. I believe words mean something. I believe that words, uh, Bible tells us, you know what? We ought to be careful with our words because God does listen. He hears and, and God's looking. And I want you to pray and I want you to say with me right now, Lord Jesus, I heard tonight your word. And just as Abraham's servant was charged to find a bride for the son so am I. You've called me to also find souls for Jesus Christ and the bride of Christ. God, I believe you. And you have ministry, opportunities, and you have a will for my life and ministry. I am not going to second guess I am not going to depreciate my life or the possibilities. I just want to present myself 
And just as the preacher talked about, I want to go in the way of the Lord. What I know to do. Just like Abraham's servant. I being in the way. The Lord shall lead me. Lead me to fruit. Lead me to opportunities. Give me eyes to see. And a heart to discern. I want fruit. That glorifies God. Here am I Lord. Use me. And send me. In Jesus name. Let's praise God right now. Father. Oh God almighty. I pray for the quickening power. Of the spirit of God. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your Spirit. By the Spirit of the Lord, let us run through a troop and leap over a wall. Open doors, my God. No man can shut, God. Even in Prescott, even in the cities of the valley, even in these places, God. Our neighborhoods, our job site. Lord, I pray, save our co-workers, our family members, God. Use us, God. Give us impact. Make us twice fruitful. Make us abound, O God. We'll be careful to give you the praise and all the glory. Take take your uh, your time tonight, and uh, and you know what? Before you uh, go to sleep, perhaps tomorrow morning in prayer. Just check this out. Just say, God, I heard what was being preached. And I'm wondering about that, Lord. I'm wondering about uh, maybe there's some people around that you're just really ready to save. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm just going to try the best of my ability to practice, to do what I know to do, and to be open uh, to the Spirit of God and trust you to give us confirmations. Can you say amen? Give God praise as Pastor comes. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vbph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vbph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.